the Recovery Revolution will be podcast on the Since Right Now Addiction Recovery Network. This is the Unruffle Podcast, Episode 40. This is a podcast about recovery through creativity. We live an intentional life. We thrive. I am Sandra Primo. And I'm Tammy Salas. And we are The Unruffled. Hello, Sandra. Good morning. (laughs) (laughs) That is, that sound is... You can thank to uh, lots of coffee uh-huh. and uh, 4.30 wake-up call. Wow. And it's a little bit chilly in my house, so. So good day is what I should say right now. Like, <laughs> good day, Sandra. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I've been sleeping in, so I have not been the early riser like I was. I think this break has kind of, uh, I've been sleeping in until 6.30 or 7, so. When do you start back to school? Um, I didn't think it was until later in the month, but I just got a notice it's the 17th. So a little sooner than I thought, but um, that's still, that's, yeah. that's still beyond the halfway mark. So yeah, it's a so, good break. No homework, no math homework. So I'm really, really happy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Don't want to talk about math. So let's talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy for the new year though. I'm like on a total freaking high. I am like on a new year high like I get. And I was hoping it would come. I was doubting it would because I was so kind of in a funk in December. But January just has totally delivered so far. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I did not hate December actually. So I tried to stay really present. I'll talk about that later. But um uh, I didn't hate December, but I am very happy that January's here. Yeah. I do love the first of the year. Yeah, there's something. Um, it's like clearing the decks a little bit, and what do I want to do? And and I know that, that it's coming, so it's like I, I do look forward to it, but there's just a totally different energy once that calendar flips for me. Like It's like I'm ignited again or something, almost like on a stove. You know what I mean? Like the pilot light's lit. I'm like, okay. I'm ready. I'm ready to kind of assess things, look at the year, look at my projects, look at my home, like the whole thing. I just, I love it. I love it. So yeah. Much. Yeah. I mean, it just feels like a clean slate. Yeah, totally. So I hope everybody liked our episode, our last episode, because I sure did. I did too. I love talking about words and it seems like I'm seeing uh, the conversation everywhere now. I know we didn't start it or anything. I think it's just, I'm just noticing it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm still not sure how my word is going to unfold for me, which, again, it's all about letting go of control since I didn't really pick the word, you know, that the word kind of landed with me, um, which my word is grace. And um, so we'll just kind of see. I am, you know, the only way I can interpret it is to like just have a little more grace with myself. And um, yeah, I think that's a good way to just uh, interpret it. Yeah. So I'm not going to overthink it too much because I know, but my other words have just led me so much. They've been, you know, these action verbs that I've been kind of like doing, doing in this one, you know, maybe that's the lesson too. (laughs) Oh yeah, I think so. (laughs) Right? (laughs) I'm just having a light bulb moment with you right now. 
Oh, it's going to be hard. That's, that's hard for me. That's hard for me. Um, I think I was thinking about this last night. I had a friend over for dinner and, um, I think I've been going, going, goal planning, doing all of those things for so long. Um, not for so long, but since my best friend passed away mm-hmm. that I just know I've done all of that to not really sit with the fact that she's gone. Yeah. And so that's great. I mean, that has preoccupied me. It has motivated me. It has kind of driven me forward with all of these creative endeavors, um, that I've done over the past year, but reflecting about all of that this last week, it was like, I just, I think I need time to just break down. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, think about it. I mean, this is how we cope with things, right? Isn't that, I mean, that's how I, I handled life when I was drinking. Um, I would just, uh, stay busy and to distract myself and, and to distract everyone else, um, you know, with the disguise that everything was okay, nothing to see here. Everything's fine. Uh, obviously, because look at me, I'm busy, 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 busy. And, um, you know, uh, never gave us the opportunity. I never took the opportunity to sit with, uh, the pain and misery. Yeah. Because that was just too much. So, uh, you just hit the nail on the head. Yeah. I think that's what's happening. And, um, it's, it's like, I, I'm ready for it now. I think as I start to cry with you right now, (laughs) shit, it's going to happen right now. No, I'm sorry, Sandra. It's not going to happen right now, (laughs) but it's coming, you know? And I feel like, I feel like it's due. I feel like I need to, you know, to go through it. So, um, I don't mean that like as a doomsday thing. Like, I feel like I'm, I'm ready to welcome it, to move through it. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's what's going on. But I'll talk about that when I talk about some other things that we're talking about today. So, yeah. Yes. Um, so this is going to be a check-in episode. Yeah. We're checking in. Yeah, and we're going to talk about... we haven't done that in a while. No, I don't think... Yeah, I, don't, I mean, we check in kind of every week, right? When we do right. little intros, but we really haven't done it since episode 10. And we are on episode 40, which blows my mind. I know. Mm-hmm. It made me so happy every time I look at like where we're at and what we're doing. And I know that that's not what it's all about, but it's really awesome to know that people are listening and joining us in this conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And as the numbers add up, we can see how far we've come and it's just a good way to mark time. Yeah. Yeah. And it's all this reflecting right now. It's like, can you share about what you call or the week after Christmas between Christmas and new year's? Did you, did you share that last week? I don't know if you did. I don't think I did. Yeah. So I didn't make this up. My friend, uh, Spike, who is a writer, I think said it in passing, um, a couple of years ago, maybe when I was in a writing class, but she calls it the taint, the week between, (laughs) which I know I don't love, but I love between (laughs) Christmas and New Year. Come on. It's funny. And it's Mm -hmm. such a good description of that week because you know, it's not one thing or the other. Mm -hmm. Don't really quite know what to do with it. (laughs) 
It's like spot it's on. Funny to say. <laughs> it's spot on. <laughs> when I saw that, I was like, that's how this week feels, I guess. Not quite. <laughs> don't know what to do with it, but lots of thinking. And yeah, it's very funny. Uh, all right. Well, let's, let's uh, do, we want, I think I want to, um, if anybody wants to join the secret Facebook group, I wanted to put that out there again. It's growing in numbers and it's a nice little space for um, people to share about sobriety, about their creative endeavors. On Fridays, we have creative share Fridays where we're allowing people to self promote their work and any projects they're working on or, you know, blog posts or anything, which I think is really Mm -hmm. great. And we recently just redefined some parameters there. We had kind of gone back and forth in the very beginning of creating the group with the podcast, um, deciding whether or not to allow men in the group because we were having men on the show and, you know, would it matter so much or whatever. We only had one guy in the group. I don't think he ever even commented one time, but we decided that we decided just in light of some recent things that have been shared in there that we wanted to make it firmly a female only or female identified only group. Yes. And so I kindly asked the one sweet guy if he would wouldn't mind if I excommunicated him. Oh, he was so sweet. He was so sweet. Yeah. He understood. Oh, totally, totally. I was like, you know, we were, we were undecided and now we've, we've reconsidered and we would like to make it female only. And he was totally fine with it. He completely understood. Honestly, you know, I was like, our group's probably not even on your radar. I don't think you've ever even commented one time, but. (laughs) And someone, and someone added him. He didn't ask to be. Yeah. So that was, that was kind of what also made it easier to ask. And they're like, you probably didn't even ask to be in this group, but did you know you're in it? (laughs) Because you're here. (laughs) But so that, thank you for handling that. That was. So anyway, it's women only. And, um, if that makes anybody feel a little more comfortable joining and what, we don't have a whole lot of rules, but we just ask everyone to be kind yeah. and thoughtful. And uh, and the most important thing is what is shared in the group, we hope, stays in the group because, um, you know, there's a lot of people that are anonymous with their sobriety in their lives or they're sharing really intimate details of their lives. And yeah, yeah, yeah and I trusting have... us. Totally, totally. And I ask that nobody talk to me about poop talk in the group. That's not my role. <laughs> <laughs> That's my own private and rule. For that, <laughs> get ready for all the poop oh, emojis. Oh shoot! Yeah, no one's gonna talk. They'll just be emojis. Great. I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. I'm I'm getting better. I'm opening up. I'm not. I'm changing I know, my ways inter- a little bit. See, totally introduced the subject of taint. So See? I'm proud of you. It's a new year, Sandra. Yeah. It's a new me. Yeah. I got I got things to talk about that as we go through the show today. But yes, I'm more open. I'm becoming more open. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we should get started. Um, yes. We're gonna talk. We're gonna touch on four subjects today, just to do a little check in. And one of them, sobriety. One will be health. Um, our family and creativity is where we're gonna end it off. So, um, how would you like to start, my friend? Sure. Let's. Yeah. Let's start with sobriety. So. You know, I've, I've, uh, I've been posting on social media, sort of tired of hearing myself talk about it, but it, I just started pushing it. I've 
I've written a book and um, it is a daily reflections book, 365 uh, daily prompts, uh, reflections with a creative prompt. I'll talk about it more later, maybe when we're pushing things. But um, in compiling this book, I'm having to revisit all of my old journals that I've kept since day one of my sobriety. And so it's really reminding me of, gosh, I mean, it's just bringing all that right back into my face about how I felt. And, you know, it's so, you can hear it over and over again. Um, but until you experience it, it doesn't seem like it will ever be true, but you won't always feel the way that you felt. Mm at right. the time, you know, you think it's going to be forever and it's not, I was, I was revisiting this one story and I think I've told it before. I was about, I was exactly six months sober and I was driving to my sponsor's house and it was in this part of town that was, uh, that I, I don't normally drive to. It's a, yeah, maybe a more affluent part of town, whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, because all this stuff was coming up in my head um, about how, you know, I will never be anything more than I am. It'll always be this way. I will always be uncomfortable in my own skin. It was just such this, you know, feeling that we all talk about being uncomfortable in our skin. And I, and I got, to the party. I almost pulled into a bar, but I just kept driving and I got to the party. It was a pool party. It was all women in recovery, of course. And, um, you know, at one point everybody was just sitting around the swimming pool, drinking their iced tea. And like, there was a conversation about lawn chairs, like purchasing lawn chairs, which were the best lawn chairs. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was just sitting there thinking, I will never be this adult to have, be able to sit here and have this kind of conversation without feeling like I wanted to just rip my skin off. I will never, ever be able to do this. Mm. <laughs> and, um, and that's so not true. I mean, it's not true now. I could definitely sit around a pool and drink iced tea and talk about lawn chairs. I'm okay with that. It doesn't seem like any big deal, but. Okay. We're doing that. Just so you know. I just wanted friends <laughs> screaming out of there. Like I will never, ever, I will never feel right. Like I just won't feel right in my skin ever. Yeah. And just rereading that such a visceral memory. And, you know, this year I wasn't around a whole lot of alcohol over the holidays. Not, not a ton. Um, Christmas at my mother-in-law's, there were a co couple of bottles that were opened and, um, I don't know, hardly even thought about it. And if I did, it was just more like, I can't believe I'm finally at a place where I'm okay with all these bottles popping open around me. I'm fine with it. And this so was, this was your fourth holiday? Yes. Season? Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. My fourth. And yeah. It does seem impossible at first. Impossible. <laughs> Like you, you can never think you're going to be just like, I'm going to be okay with this. Yeah. And, um, I was fine. And, you know, people, I mean, I think everybody had one glass of whatever, I don't know. So it's not like people were getting, you know, wasted around me or anything by any stretch. 
So maybe if they were, I might have been a little more uncomfortable. Maybe I would have wanted to leave, but, you know, it wasn't like that at all. And I didn't feel judgy. I just was like, uh, I just kind of felt uh, neutral. So that's neutral is such a good place, though. Yeah, that's kind yes. of the goal when it comes to the drinking, right? Like just kind of neutral. Yeah. 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 So what about you? Um, yeah, I was thinking about that. Um, you know, when we were t- going to do this show, there was a, a couple of things. So let's see if I can say this succinctly. Um, so I'm approaching three years, uh, in, in about, I don't know, almost a month, I'll be three years sober. And my bottom, as I've shared on the show is the week, uh, my physical bottom, I think with booze, um, I know with booze was the last, the week after Christmas. And every year around that time, you know, I kind of, that's, we're obviously reflecting back anyway, when you talk about the taint, <laughs> but for me, <laughs> it's really tainted Sandra, because <laughs> I have this added, you know, shit show of five days, um, in 2014, you know, after Christmas where I just drank myself into a stupor. I mean, so embarrassing, just ridiculous, pathetic, talking to myself, talking to the TV. I was all alone. Just yeah. drunk. Just like I look, I just, um, what is the saying? Um, we do not regret the past nor wish to shut the mm-hmm. door on it. So that's a hard phrase to swallow when you're thinking about if you had a physical bottom with boots, right? Because I do not like to, to visit that place, but every year, just the calendar makes me <laughs> just, it mm-hmm. just happens. So, um, we were traveling, we travel the week after Christmas every year. Um, and it just started coming up for me, but really different than it had in the years past because, um, I now have a little bit more, which I think I've chatted with you about a little bit and emotional sobriety, right? So like, I feel a little sturdier in my emotions, as I go into these things, you know, so we were traveling, I was in a bar on the 28th of December, which was one of those hard, hard days, um, back in 2014. And I'm sitting in a bar surrounded by people. Everybody's drinking margaritas, except for my son and I, um, everyone around us is drinking margaritas. There's an hour wait. (laughs) Mm. And, um, my father-in-law's girlfriend's getting a little tipsy. There's so much small talk. I want to cut my wrists. I'm like, this is, I'm crawling out of my skin. And it wasn't because I wanted a margarita. It wasn't because I wanted to drink. It was because it was that uncomfortable feeling, right? Like a big itch that I couldn't scratch. Mm-hmm. And I looked at my son and he's like, are you okay? I said, I'm going to go to the bathroom. And I went to the bathroom got out, got out my little physical toolkit that I carry with me, which, um, is my phone and Mm -hmm. a little bag of tricks. So I did my lip balm. I did my essential oil. I have my two year AA chip in there that I kind of rubbed, have a mantra card. So I repeated the mantra, grace over drama, grace over drama, grace over drama. And then I texted Natalie and, uh, luckily she was like right there for me. And, I just did a little thing. I was like, okay, grace over drama. You're, you're getting all ratcheted up. You know, you need to bring it down. And it helped. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I, I had tools and it, what, again, it wasn't that I, the, 
the compulsion to drink has left me. Mm-hmm. But the compulsion to spin out of control in my mind and to create a situation and to have a pity party and the woe is me, it's strong. It's there. Mm-hmm. So, I, yeah, that, that's kind of where I was at. And it was like I, I went back home and we got through the night and there was some weirdness at dinner with people who are buzzed, right? That doesn't um, – I instead of being judged – well, I don't know if I judge it or if I was just observing it. I think in years past I've judged it, but this year I was just really observant. And then I just talked about it on Instagram stories for some reason because I needed to, like, get it out of my body. And then I was done. Mm-hmm. It goes back to that thing you learn, especially in the rooms, that you can't control people, places, or things. You, yeah. you can't. Right. You have no control over that. But you have control of, of your thoughts and your, and your feelings and your reactions. Yeah. And, um... So, you know, that just remember, uh, you, you know, just that can just that little thought mm-hmm. can keep you from spinning out of control. Yeah. And I think by feeling like I was doing something about it, um, I heard uh, Rich Roll was talking on a podcast with Tim Ferriss a couple weeks ago and I wrote it down and I wrote it in my calendar. I need to make a little card for my little toolkit in my purse, but He said, um, mood follows action. And I was Mm -hmm. like, frickin' A it does. So my mood follows the action. So by me getting up and going to the bathroom, texting, I mean, my phone is one of my biggest tools that I use for sobriety. Um, I I text with sober women all day long. Like, it's a huge tool. Um, But I needed a little bit more than that, you know? I did my rescue remedy spray. I, I did all the tools that were in my purse, like what I could carry with me. And, um, it was helping my mood changed because I took some action. Mm-hmm. Like I could settle into myself. And I think that at this stage of my sobriety approaching three years, that's what I'm working on. I mean, that's, um, this sounded really daunting to me when I first started, like when I would go in the rooms and hear that people were like 12 years sober or 38 years sober, and they were still coming to meetings. I was like, what in the hell are you still coming to meetings for? Like, didn't you figure it out? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, am I still going to want to drink <laughs> at year 28? Yeah. <laughs> right. But I know that that's not why they're coming there. No. Right. They're coming there for this reason that we're talking about right now is that we, we get a little sturdier in our practices and, or, or if, or if we are a little kind of emotionally wonky, like you go, I get, I get, um, kind of. I guess sturdy is the best word because I like it. It's just I feel super grounded after I leave a meeting. doesn't mean that it fixed everything, right? But I got outside of myself. I witnessed another human being. I heard their story, and I stopped thinking about me. And um, that really helps me too. And I look at meetings way different in sobriety now than I did when I started. That's probably a whole nother show. But mood follows action is basically where I wanted to go with that, that when he said that, I was like, that speaks to me. That makes so much sense in, a, in three little words, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's my sobriety check-in. That's a good, that's good. Yeah. Those are all very uh, grounding, concrete things that we will all face in various times. And um, uh, those are just, I don't know, those are good tools. And I think good practical things to do. And what you said, Sandra, I think is, I think I want to highlight is just that the judgment, 
does subside. Yeah. As we go through, as we gather up time in sobriety, mm-hmm. because I can't say that I'm not judgy because that's, that was one of my character, whatever you want to call it, defaults or defects, but judgment was one of my big ones. And I can see, I can just tell from, especially since I mark this every year at this time, right. That I, we go do this trip and I just, I felt less judgy of, of my husband drinking, of others drinking. Um, yeah, I just felt, I felt, uh, felt more in my skin, even though that one night I felt a little itchy. Mm-hmm. It, it was nothing compared to what I felt in the previous years. Right. I mean, because being really super judgy only puts yourself in a negative place. At least it does for me. Mm-hmm. Don't you think? I agree. I mean, it doesn't really, it's not going to affect any sort of change in your environment at all. It's not going to make your husband go, oh, my wife is judging me. So I think I'll, <laughs> I'll slow down tonight. He loves it when <laughs> I do. He loves yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If anything, it does the opposite. Right. So yeah, it only, I mean, it only puts, it only makes me feel shitty yeah. when I'm super judgmental. So, um, Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a work in progress, though. It it certainly didn't just, uh, wasn't this natural thing that bubbled up inside of me. Yeah, so I feel like it's definite progress, like definite progress. And I feel like that's just something I'm always going to be working on, right? This emotional component, this kind of real life component, because now we get to feel it all. Now we get to, to, we don't numb out. Yeah. With, with alcohol. I mean, we, I do numb out with other things. I'm sure I'm on my phone or, um, you know, there's, I eat a lot of sugar. So I, not that I'm perfect, but I think that's still the work that I do is going to help me with those things eventually too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's sobriety for me right now. Those are all, those are all really good things. Um, okay. So family, should we talk about family next? Yeah. Um, Lots of coming off the heels of lots of family time <laughs> yeah, for me. You, you tell me all I had about lots, it, my friend. <laughs> I had lots of family time. <laughs> you did. It was all really good. Yeah, we saw, you know, lots of in-laws and and grandparents. I mean, we didn't, you know, us, the adults don't have grandparents, but um, kids' grandparents. And uh, I saw my brother and his family spent lots of time with my mom. Um, it was all really pretty good. Actually. I think, uh, there's so many times and I was touching on this in our little intro, but there are so many Christmases where I'm just really very future focused, just looking, let's just get through this and, get to the new year. But really that just gives me major anxiety. Um, if I just chill the F out and try to stay present with what's happening, even if I'm, you know, at a timeshare sick and I'd rather be home in bed or whatever it is, if I just stayed present as much as, as well as I could, um, I had a lot better time this year. And, uh, it gets a little bit better every sober year. I think, um, there was lots of good food, played a whole lot of Scrabble. (laughs) I mean, like a ton of Scrabble. I went to museums. I saw one of the best 
most mind-blowing exhibits that I've seen in a long time oh, at the Menil, at the Menil in Houston. Um, the artist's name is, I wasn't ready to say her name, but let me look it up really quick. Mona. Because you posted about this, that you were super her, her name with- is Her name is Mona Hatoam. H A T O M O U M. And I don't know if I said uh, her last name correctly, but she was born in the 50s and um, it was the most prolific body of work I I believe I've ever seen. And um, I picked up the, well, my father in law bought the, the catalog for me. And so that was really super sweet and special because I was just so freaked out and blown away by this woman's exhibit. Aww. And, what kind of art? Um, what media? What medium? Mostly sculpture. Okay. Um, but some like that would take up a room. I, it, I, it, I couldn't even describe her work. Right. So if you're interested, she's a Palestinian artist. If you're interested, you should look her up. Um, She's so pro- prolific, and I—I I had never heard of her. Now that's not surprising. It's not like I'm super immersed in the in the art world, um, but she's been making art for a long time, and I think that this exhibit was probably her most extensive body of work. But I think it just scratches the surface of her work because she's been creating for so many years. She makes things out of her own hair, her own hair off of her head, like what. Yes. Like a sweater or something? Is she like well, close. <laughs> close. Hmm. She has one tiny uh, sculpture that's a like a, a beaded, looks like a beaded necklace. And it's when you get close up, it's just her own hair formed in these perfectly little balls. And she, yeah, yeah. And then she makes a lot of like everyday ki- kitchen items. Um but huge, like a, like a cheese grater that looks like it would be on a playground. (laughs) It's a cheese grater. And, but, and I'm, and I'm, I'm making it seem silly and it's, it's not profound meaning behind all of her pieces. It's, it was mind blowing. I don't know how long it's going to be at the Menil, but if you're in Houston, I would definitely look it up. It's so, so worth seeing. Um, anyway, so yeah, I, I got to do really fun stuff. Saw, saw Star Wars. If you are into Star Wars. You said you cried, right? Like I bawled through the whole damn movie. Okay. Now I have to go see it. (laughs) I have to go see it. I really, I, Star Wars as a kid, um, was my favorite thing. One of my favorite things. Um, I think. I yearned to get out of my my house, out of my town, out of my life so much when I was a kid. Mm. Um, and it was just the perfect amount of of us escape. fantasy yeah. and escape for me. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they were princess leia they were just my my heroes and so and then of course you know the fact that we lost carrie fisher and that was her last movie and she's in it throughout the whole entire thing i just i mean i sobbed (laughs) i just sobbed like my 
my kid was like, mom, are you okay? <laughs> okay. I got to go see it. It's really good. If you like Star Wars, even if you don't, I don't know. It's, it, it was, it was an excellent movie. It was an excellent movie. Plus Adam driver. I'm sure you've heard takes his shirt off. Oh, all right. <laughs> I've been, so I've been, I watched him. Actually. That is worth the price of admission <laughs> right there. I ended up watching him on uh, Facebook had some little thing of him doing a video of a photo shoot or something. Somebody, I don't know. Oh. What, I don't know what it was. I didn't even need the sound Man. on. I just watched it because he had a shirt off. Yeah. <laughs> Watch out, Rich Roll. Adam Driver might be taking your place. Just saying. <laughs> yeah. So I, what else can I say about family? I, I think that was it. Okay. You know that I have a question. I, it was just good time. What? So this break with your family there, I know your kids are back in school, but like was creating, did you have to set it aside? Cause I know you're working on this book. Like how, and will you talk about this more later? Like just the juggling no, of your time? I mean, I did have to set it. I set a lot aside. Okay. Now I really busted my ass to, um, uh, fulfill a lot of commitments that I had made before the holidays, like, mm-hmm. you know, getting things mailed out, uh, photo sessions edited, all that kind of stuff so that I could kind of relax a little more. But then, like, I got pummeled with the the idea of this book. I just, you know, and I had thought that I would, like, really steal some moments to work on it. But, and I did, I I, I did take some, but it was hard. It was really hard. There was one day where I was, you know, it was the end of the, you know, because at the end of the holiday, you're ready, you know, you're ready. It's like, it's been fun. And it was, but it's Let's time for going. <laughs> all your kids to go back to school. And I'm, my computer is in the, we have two family rooms, I guess, but it's in one of them. The one that everyone wants to sit and hang out in mm-hmm. the other one, empty people. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, yeah, I got yeah, I got a little bitchy a couple of minutes um, one of the last days because I was just tr- trying to finish one thing. And, you know, every five minutes somebody was coming up and asking me for something. And I looked at my husband. I'm like, are you seeing this? Are you seeing this? <laughs> You're sitting over here in the same room I'm in. No one is asking you for anything. <laughs> yeah, it's always weird how that happens. Isn't hmm. it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, here's the other parent. <laughs> Perfectly capable, not doing anything, reading the times. <laughs> but they want mom. Yeah. You need like, to build oh, like a tree. Talking to me, you know, it's like, I can't read your mind. I'm like, really? You can't? You can't feel these laser beams that I'm shooting out of my eyeballs? Okay. That's weird that he couldn't feel that. <laughs> Okay, you needed to build like a tree, uh, like a blanket fort for yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I'm in my blanket right. fort. Nobody come in. You're right. That's a great idea. Uh, yeah. Go back to your, time. Inner, your inner child. Your inner child, like, just grab some <laughs> afghans that you have, some chairs. Mom, mom's going in. Just yeah. pretend I'm, I'm outside. So going to do that. <laughs> no, they'll be under there with you, I'm sure, in no time flat. <laughs> This looks awesome, Mom. Can we come in? Oh, yeah, kids. exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
Wow. It sounds like you had a good break, though. That's good. I did. Yeah. I did. How about you? Um, it was good. Yeah, we had a nice, um, you know, I said I was having this kind of flashback to the week, you know, of my bottom, which, you know, comes up during that time. But um, it was nice. Our break was nice. I, we got out of school late. So we got out on the 22nd. Um, myself and my son. So there wasn't a whole lot of time. It's Christmas and then we leave. Uh, But it was, it was nice. I, I, what I wanted to share um, was about my teenager. Cause I know I've been, I've been chatting about, you know, it's been a struggle uh, since school started uh, in lots of different areas that I don't need to get into specifically, but being a sober mom is what I wanted to talk about a little bit here. And an incident that happened over the holiday that I'm still not resolved about. And I know you and I have chatted about it, but you gave me some really great advice, which I hope that you'll share at the end here. Um, if you, and I think you'll remember, but, um, we went to, um, Christmas Eve at our friend's house and I cooked a prime rib, um, and took it over there. That was my contribution was to just cook the prime rib. And so everybody went ahead because my prime rib was taking longer than it needed to. So my family went without me. So I get there and everybody's already been having fun for two hours. Right. And, um, I kind of have to, you know, like, again, sturdy myself, kind of steal myself when I go into these situations, but it's all the people I love, my God, children, um, you know, one of my very best friends and his wife. And we sit down to have dinner and they're all very respectful that I don't drink, right? Nobody's offering me anything. They already know the deal. So they pour five glasses of wine for the adults. And I sit down. And when I sit down, I see that there's wine in my son's glass, um, an inch of wine in all three of the teenagers' glasses. Mm. Mm. And I just wasn't prepared for it, Sandra. I hadn't. Mm-hmm we hadn't had any conversations in our family about this, which you think we would have. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, I wasn't emotionally prepared for that. And I'm sitting there and all of a sudden my head is just talking to myself a thousand miles an hour. Like, um, I can't believe he, my friend, I can't believe he poured wine. I just jumped to an assumption. Um, I can't believe he poured wine for him. He knows blah, blah, blah. He knows I'm sober. He knows what I feel about this. He knows, I think it's, you know, poison. He knows I, we've had these discussions. I can't believe. So I totally jumped to conclusion that my friend had poured this wine. And as I was sitting there and I was like, I need again, the mantra grace over drama. <clears throat> I need to collect myself here. And so I just kind of, my son locked eyeballs with me. And I think he was kind of like, is this okay? And I didn't really know what I thought at that moment. I mean, I didn't want him to drink it. I knew that much. But I also know that we didn't have a discussion surrounding it. Right. <clears throat> so my other, the, the friend that I thought had poured the wine, his wife looks over at her daughter and she was like, why do you have wine in your glass? Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, you know, her other friend, the hostess's daughter poured it. And so we're all kind of, so I can tell that it wasn't my friend that poured it. Right. You know, she obviously just said it was the daughter and it was another kid. Yeah. And so, yeah. So everything was just, I'm sitting there just thinking, what do I do? What do I do? Do I do nothing? And what does that say? Or do I say something and ruin the whole evening? We've just had this beautiful, I mean, it's been an ordeal making the meal and all of it. It was a lovely evening. So I didn't say anything. 
And um, I calmed down with my little mantra. I went to the bathroom. I didn't text anybody, but I went to the bathroom and I took a minute and I was like, I am not going to ruin this night because we have never had a conversation about this. So there's no precedent. We've never even discussed with Grady what he should do if this happens. So I'm going to calm the F down. (laughs) Um, I'm going to dance to Snoop Dogg in the living room and have a dance party with everybody right now (laughs) and get out of my head. And that's what I did. Mm -hmm. But it was really, um, it was really surprising to me that we've never had that conversation as a family. And so as soon as I got in the car to come home, my son said to me, I mean, before his door even shut, he said, mom, are you okay with what happened in there with the wine? And I said, God, I said, thank you for asking. I said, you know what? Not really. I said, but I'm not really sure what I think about it. So I'm not ready to talk about it yet. And he goes, okay. He says, well, I thought you were, I thought that it was okay, that that's why it was there. And he goes, but I didn't think you'd be okay. That So I was surprised. And I was like, okay. I go, well, we'll talk about it later. And so we did a little bit. And my husband was like, well, let's talk about it. And I said, I don't know what I think about it yet. I still need to think about it. And then you sent me a text when I shared it with you. Do you remember what you told me? Yeah, I did. Do you feel comfortable sharing? I'll share share part of the story without Mm -hmm. specifically outing who it's about because I just don't want to call anybody out. But I knew someone when I, before I, way before I was mom who, um, had very strong convictions about things and they were around, uh, food and television. She was a vegetarian. Um, but she was one of those very righteous vegetarians Mm -hmm. (laughs) and, um, she would lose her damn mind over her kid, uh, all the time about topics of eating meat or watching television. But I would watch when this child would be away from her and he would eat piles of turkey sandwiches until he was sick Mm. and watch SpongeBob for 24 hours. (laughs) And I decided, you know, I mean, we're all doing our best and I am, I don't know shit about parenting but I really decided right then and there that I, yes, I would have convictions about things, but I would not lose my mind over it because I really think it's just about the delivery with our children. Mm-hmm. And, um, because we're not going to be there when they're handed their first drink, probably. I mean, you're lucky that you were mm-hmm. because most likely we're not going to be around. And, um, So if we have lost it about certain things, if we have not calmly talked to our children about why we, they should make certain decisions and why, and our reasonings behind that, the first thing they're going to do when they're out of our sight is drink. I mean, I, I just, you know, um, I think it's almost a given it. Yeah. When you, well, when you send <clears throat> a text and you succinctly, you know, you just laid that out for me again, this goes back to what we, I started this show with about the emotional sobriety for me. I felt because I didn't flip out. I didn't make a scene. I didn't have to be like 
what do you falsely accuse someone first of all and jump to conclusions and have all kinds of judgment about it like i felt like that was growth oh um, sure and when i got your text and i and i meant it like it wasn't like a false um i wasn't faking it i really mm-hmm. and when i kept saying like i don't know what i think about this yet and that was true i could not like it and i could also not know what i thought about it like those mm-hmm. two things could be true at the same time And as long as I stayed in the truth of that and saying exactly how I felt, like I felt like it went well. And um, my son did ask me on New Year's Eve, so we're traveling, we're at another friend's house, who they hardly, I think they drank a glass and a half of wine on New Year's Eve, the whole household, like that, (laughs) nobody, I mean, other than my husband, my husband drinks, but um, it's just confusing to me when I'm with them, but it was 11 o'clock, party's over, everybody goes home. It's not even midnight yet on New Year's Eve. But my son asked me at the beginning of the evening, can I have champagne tonight if they have champagne? And I said, well, we need to have that bigger conversation. I still, and he goes, never mind, never mind, mom. It's okay, never mind. I said, hold on, G. I said, this is what I want us to talk about. I'm glad that you talked to me about this. I, we haven't had this bigger conversation. He's like, never mind, mom. It's okay. And then he was like embarrassed that he had asked And I said, this is what I want, Grady. Like, I want you to be able to talk to me and have an open communication about this stuff. I said, I'll need to talk to your dad. And it just didn't happen. With the people started showing up and dinner was being served and no champagne was ever brought out. Like it it was Mm -hmm. a non-issue because it didn't happen. But the fact that he asked, right? Because Mm -hmm. the Band-Aid was kind of ripped off at Christmas Eve. Right. So I know that this is a bigger I'm going on about this, but this is a bigger conversation. And I think, you know, I'm just curious, like if there's other moms in our Facebook group that have had this situation or, you know, can offer any, you know, what they've done, I'd totally appreciate it. But your mm-hmm. advice like was like, you know what? She's right. Cause I think if I had reacted in the extreme, Oh yeah. They would have completely shut down the conversation and he would have never asked me on new year's Eve. He might've no, snuck he, it. He'd have just done it. Yeah. 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 So mm-hmm. it wasn't an op. He didn't have the opportunity, but if it was presented. Yeah. yeah. So that, I mean, that's just kind of my family stuff that we, this lately, like I know that my teenager and these things that are coming up and alcohol, it's just, this is a biggie right now. And, mm-hmm. um, all these edibles and things that are different than from when I was a kid that is, um, that's coming up. So I'm keeping my eye on it. I do feel a little more grounded about it. And I feel like, um, I feel like that's progress too. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah, we could, um, we probably, it's probably time to have a new, uh, podcast about sobriety and teenagers or something. <laughs> yeah. I'd be, inter- <laughs> I'd be interested in having that conversation. Because although I, I have, know anything, I but. could definitely share some conversations that I've had with my teenager. Okay. Um, and, uh, cause we've, we, that we actually talk about it a whole lot and, um, but it that it would it would go on too long, so well, we'll, we'll save that for another time. Let's talk about that later. Yeah, I would like that. Yeah, I would like that. So okay, so that's, that's right. my family share. That was a good one too. Okay, uh, where so, do you want to go next? Health. Let's yeah, let's talk about health. Okay. Um, this one can be kind of quick, I guess, but you know, I'm just like everybody else in January. I have new health goals that I set. Um. I, you know, I'm a runner ish, run ish. I'm a slow runner. I walk some, run some. Um, but 
Lori Massicott, who was on our podcast uh, on Christmas Day, she's really inspired me to want to count down to my 50th birthday, which is going to be here before I know it. And um, I don't know. I think I've got some new health goals. I think I need to mix it up a little bit. And I add a little more weight training. And I don't know. I just I want to just feel uh, stronger Mm-hmm. and probably some more yoga. And, you know, I talked about the Kundalini. I'm still, uh, feeling my way in right. to that practice, but when I do it, I feel amazing and, um, really get back into my acupuncture routine because I love it. Let me talk real quick about the feminescence maca life. Please I brought it up. Do. Okay. <laughs> okay. So This is a supplement that uh, I mentioned it on the last podcast, I think. Um, It's a supplement that two women recommended to me on the same day. And I ordered it online. You can get it online, Feminescence. I'm not going to spell it because it's too hard. It's like F-E-M-M-A and blah, blah, blah. It'll but it comes right notes. up. It'll be in the show notes. And we'll put it in the show notes. Maka Life. Um, <clears throat> so I think it takes a while for it to kick in. That's what the, both of the women told me. It, it needs to build on itself for a little while. Um, but I feel amazing. So you know how in sobriety we talk about the whole new normal effect like – when you drink for so long, feeling shitty every morning becomes your new normal. You forget what it's like to feel good, yeah, right? Yeah. Until you get sober and you're like, oh, my God, I have felt like shit and I just lived with it for <laughs> years. Well, I feel like this is the same thing, Tammy. It's like I have been operating and I still have not gotten my proper hormone levels checked, but I have been operating with this kind of low energy thing that I think happens as a result of, of changing hormones. You know, I mean, I'm, I'll be 49 this year. Um, and, uh, it, it just, it just become after you feel the way you do for a while, it just becomes your new normal, right? You're like, I think I had more energy when I was in my late thirties, but I'm not really sure. I can't remember because I felt this way for a long time. <laughs> right. So now I'm getting my energy back and it's crazy. And I'm kind of, I'm getting my libido back, which is even crazier because I thought, I guess that's just gone. I guess my libido is gone. I will never, ever want to think about sex ever again. But this is changing now. It has, my libido is coming back. It's crazy. And then it's like, and then I remember like, oh my God, I used to feel like this all the time. I forgot that I felt this way, that I felt energetic and had a libido. (laughs) I completely forgot. (laughs) So feminescence, maca life, yeah, is, go get you some. It's bringing sexy back. Bring, go get you some. We need like Justin Comes Timberlake in, a little green in the pill. back. <laughs> Sonda doing a little jig. She's bringing yeah. sexy back. Mm-hmm. If okay, they, that's... If they recommend that you take a break after you take it for like six weeks. They make you take a break. And so I'm a, just about to my break point. You take a like a week-long break or a five-day break or something. I'll have to go back and look at the and recommendations, but 
um, I'm kind of like, no, I don't want to take a break. Right. Because it's like, you're all, you're all revved up. This is good. I must need more. Right. Well, for us, right. Like this line of thinking. (laughs) Wow. I'm going to try to follow the rules and take a break. Um, but it's pretty, yeah, it's pretty cool. In fact, I even messaged this woman who I do not even know that contacted me through Instagram and told me about the Maka life. I just messaged her about a week ago and said, oh my God, I'm getting my libido back. This is, this is normal. Does this happen? She's like, girl, I told mean, you. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That is a good, that is a good tip there, Sandra. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, uh, if they want to sponsor the show, we'll take it. Um, <laughs> Let's put that out there. They also have a product. If you have already, um, surpassed menopause and they have, they have a couple other products too. So I don't know, you may just want to go peruse their site. Um, I feel like they have four products. Um, so anyway, Maca life. It's maca. I think it's the maca herb. I think it's an herb. Um, anyway, you're like, whatever it is, it's working. Whatever it is. (laughs) I don't know. It can be, it can be, you know, unicorn farts in a pill and I will take it. Buy it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll buy some stock in it. That sounds like a great idea. Um, but yeah, so that, besides that, um, you know, I, I really stuck through, stuck with my dietary changes through the holidays. Um, you're a queen then you are the queen part. I did not partake in any meat or dairy and I felt so different than I have in the past. Normally I just feel so gorked out, just gross after eating my way through the holidays. But, um, I didn't feel that way this year. I felt really still just very good and light and I'm, I'm so glad I stuck through it, stuck with it. Anyway, I think I'm done. Oh, well, that yeah. was good. That was good stuff there, Sandra. You've excited us. Everybody, I'm sure, that's listening. Please, like, getting on their computer right now and right. Googling. Life. <laughs> um, the other word I can't spell. So, yeah, mine's not going to be as exciting as that. <laughs> but um, let's see, my health. Um, so where do I start? So, um I get a massage every month. I think I've shared that before. I, I When I first got sober, um, I had really big cysts all over my neck and jawline and hairline. And my whole body was just breaking down at the end of how much bourbon I was drinking and just all the sugar, you know, it turned into sugar. I was just a hot mess. So every month on the third, for the first two years of my sobriety, I got a facial on the third. And it was like my little ritual. I saw how much money I saved from not drinking and I justified it for getting that. Um, But this last year I switched up my esthetician moved to Arizona. And so I started getting a massage. Um, And that has been really nice. It does feel really decadent and it does feel indulgent. Um, I guess that that's how it's supposed to feel. Um, So I'm still doing that. And, um, that's good. The, the other thing that I'm doing for my health, um, or not doing was I did eat meat in December and I am feeling it. So I went from July to through Thanksgiving. I didn't have any Turkey on Thanksgiving, but December got here and it was almost like all bets were off. Like once I took a bite of meat, like I just let it go. 
I indulged and I feel yucky. Don't feel great. You feel different, huh? Mm-hmm. Okay. Totally. I was kind of thinking, I wonder if I'll, I'll notice the difference if I do, because I mean, there was standing rib roast mm-hmm. served on Christmas day. And I'm telling you, it looked mm-hmm. and smelled great. Had I made that one exception, like, like just had that beautiful prime rib, right? The rib roast. I, I, that would have been like, I wish I could have just done the one exception, but Sandra, I'm all or nothing. Mm. Like I know Mm -hmm. this about myself, right? This is same with my drinking. And once I like do it, I give in. And so I have to kind of go back to being nothing. So, um, that's my plan for now is to not eat meat. And because just because it made me feel so much better when I wasn't, and I know mm-hmm. that just like sobriety, I know I feel so much better when I don't drink. So why am I doing the thing that mm-hmm. doesn't make me feel good? So, right. So I'm back on the wagon. I'm gonna. Is it? I'm on the wagon or I'm off the wagon? I'm, I'm not. It. I don't know. I'm wagoning. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then my other health thing I wanted to point out was just my mental health. And I feel, I still go and see my therapist, uh, twice a month. Um, that really, really helps. Um, I see her with my husband. We do couples therapy. We've been doing it for nine years. Wow. Um, And that's a long time. And we are in a way different place than we were nine years ago. I mean, nine years ago, it was right when I sold my wine bar, uh, in 2008 and, um, August of 2008. And it was not good after that. My drinking, you know, I've only been sober for three years, but I, you know, so, so seven years of drinking and lying to not lying, um, not telling your therapist everything. That's not so helpful. Right. So when I finally started telling her the truth, um, and when I got sober, that changed my therapy, obviously. And, uh, it's much different. So that's, that's a big part of my uh, mental health too. So that's, that's been going well and I still see her. And the last thing I want to say is that I am a person who says that I don't do yoga. And I looked back on my last year and I did more yoga last year than I've done in my entire life. And I don't know why I was still saying that story that I don't do yoga. And when I looked at it, I was like, I guess I do yoga. <laughs> so um, I'm looking forward to it. I've already signed up for a couple workshops this year. And again, I'm trying not to resist things, trying to be more open. And um, I get a lot of camaraderie going with my friend Natalie and uh, learning from... Who does a lot of yoga. Oh my gosh, it's her thing. It's her total thing. Yeah. And I see how much joy it brings her. You know, so um, I'm going to try not to say that I don't do things. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know why I was saying that. Mm-hmm. Yoga was my way in. I think if I would have stuck with it back when I used to do it when I drank, right? But I drank and I was like this, I did it hungover. And um, after a while, it was just too early, too much effort, down dog hurt my head. Um, and that is not the case, obviously, anymore. So, um yeah. So yeah, a little bit more yoga. And, uh, I think that helps my mind, not just, you know, it's, I don't think I do it for my body. I think I do it for my mind. I love hearing yeah. the teachers talk. It's so meditative. I mean, they're total teachers. Uh, I want to mm-hmm. write everything down that they're saying while I'm doing yoga. Mm-hmm. Oh, that just speaks to me. So anyhow, I feel in my health department, I feel good. My face is clear. I feel, um, 
my massages are helpful. I think if I remove meat, you know, I'm back on track again. So that's my health. Love it. That's my health update. So now we need to talk <clears throat> so, about the big one, the big catch up. Yes, the big catch up. Um, so creativity. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I mentioned my little ebook earlier. Um, we both have ebooks, uh-huh. which we didn't plan this, no. but I just love that it happened. <laughs> it's just how it goes with us. We're, I know. I just love connected. that it happened. So, okay, I'll give a little bit of background. I've done this in writing, and I think I've done it on an Instagram story, but I'll tell, I'll talk about it one more time the background yeah. of, of the idea for my book. So, um, you know, an early sobriety for me, um, you know, we talked about this a whole lot. It was really the impetus for even starting this podcast, but, um, I had lots of, of creative endeavors my whole life. And they were like little piles scattered around my life and my house. And, um, luckily when I got sober, they were all here waiting for me to give them some love and attention. Um, and that was the thing. I mean, uh, that and just feeling good in the mornings, not being hungover. Um, but those were the things that just kind of catapulted me out of bed. And f- those were the things that gave me a little hope, a little purpose for the day. Um, and I journaled like a crazy person. You know, I said it many times, but writing in my journal saved my ass in early sobriety. Um, so I have piles of journals, um, from all of that, um, early time and connecting that to my creativity. And, uh, that's, that was the whole entire impetus for starting the unruffled because I was in some online sobriety groups. Now this was before I, you know, was involved in 12 step because I didn't do that for several months and early sobriety. Um, but I was in lots of online groups and I would constantly hear women talk about the fact that they needed a thing, you know, um, that they, couldn't even remember what they liked to do. They couldn't remember what they did as a kid that lit them up. And I wanted to just, you know, give them gifts like here, take, take this thing that I do. And this is what I do. This is what starts, um, my creativity wheels, my creative wheels to turn. This is what gets my creative wheels to turn. And, um, that's what I st- that's why I started the site and which led to meeting you and this podcast and our Facebook group. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, I had this idea for this book. Um, I've had it for a long time. I, I mentioned that I, that I mentioned it to you in one of our yeah. very first conversations and, um, uh, it's a daily reflections book and I had so many just reflections. Now I will be putting in an acknowledgement section, um, at the end of my book, because a lot of these thoughts are not mine. They are compiled 
from everything I read and heard and saw in early sobriety. Um, they're not quotes per se, but they're definitely um, compiled thoughts and uh, from things, nuggets of wisdom that I would get from the rooms, from Krista Tippett and her on being interviews, from Brene Brown, from um, the, the list will yeah. will probably be long and not even all encompassing. Um, <clears throat> but I would just write down these reflections. And so um, the book is 365 um, daily reflections. And then just a small prompt that goes with them. Some of them are writing uh, prompts. Most of them are writing prompts, but not all of them. And my original thought was it was going to be a very detailed book with tutorials and photographs and all this stuff. And I was really, I was very much overthinking it, but um, that was my vision for the book. And I thought that I would have to write a proposal and then pitch it. And it was going to just be all this big formal thing. And it was keeping me from doing it. And then about two months ago, I just, started waking up in the middle of the night with all of these ideas of this book running through my head. It was like, you know, sometimes when you pray for a direct message, mm -hmm. yeah. well, I was that? getting them. <laughs> I was getting them. It was like, I was waking up even laughing like, okay, I hear I you. Hear <laughs> I got it. I hear you. I mean, it was so crazy. So it was like, okay, you know what? I have everything I need to write this book. Yeah. It can be in a much simpler form than I originally envisioned it. And, um, it can be an ebook and it can be a very affordable ebook. And so, and I don't have to put all the tutorials and all the stuff, you know, everyone has Google and YouTube, you know, you, if you really need to learn how to do something like make an embroidery stitch, you, you can look it up. It's been, it's been, it's on a tutorial somewhere. <laughs> so anyway, <coughs> these are mostly just ideas to get you going um, and, uh, so yeah, so that's all of my creative energy is being poured into this right now. Um, I have released, uh, there's a pre-release so you can pre-order it. Um, and I'll get you the, give you the whole month of January. That's completely finished. And, um, that way if you order it now, you can get started. But anyway, I wasn't tr just trying to push the book, but, um, uh, I, right now I'm finishing up just compiling it and getting it all, you know, in order. And then I'll have to, you know, all that stuff, all that book stuff. Um, but I but love that you found a way, right? You, you figured it, it's been crystallized. It got crystallized for you. Like you didn't have to wait no. to put it out into the world. But you, you know what's weird, what Tammy? I thought I needed to wait. Like, mm. I, like, like some of my dreams were even like about technical stuff. It was so right. weird. It was so weird. Someday I'll write about this. <laughs> Someday I'll write about this because it's been really, really weird. It's like, I don't know if this is, um, you know, it's just some ancient intuition that is speaking to me right now, 
but that knows how to use Google Docs because it's just bizarre how uh, this has kind of come together um, so quickly. But like I said, I've been working on it for three years. So it's not like I'm just pulling this, you know, out of my butt right now. It's (laughs) it's all stuff that's I've already written it. It's just putting it all together. But um, it's pretty – it's – firing me the F up like every day I've been hopping out of bed. I said I got up at four 30 this morning and that's not been unusual for the past four weeks. And so anyway, you know, and of course it's the beginning of the year. So like all of these other ideas are pinging me from every direction, Mm -hmm. like, like they do in the beginning of the year, you know, in, in January. But, um, I'm just not letting myself, I'm forcing myself to just focus on this one thing. It's so awesome. Yeah. So awesome. And and I do remember it was like one of our very first phone dates that we had. Um, You talked to me about this. That's why we, I think we started talking about how to work together and what we could do. And I was Uh working on that project with Holly. I think I was engaged in that other project with Holly. involved with that. And I was like, it's okay. We can think about it. Uh, We can put it on the back burner or whatever. And that's exactly what I did. Um, but I love. I, I had it in my name it journal. You know, like I've I've kept it. It's been around. It's mm-hmm. stayed with me. Uh, I haven't just let it drop off. But yeah. But that's what I think is so great about um, like self imposed assignments and things. Like that's probably I'm going to talk about that. But just that you've been slowly getting it done, right? Yeah. And and, and then now it's ready to be born. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm very proud of you. Very Thanks. beautiful. And when you were embroidering the cover, I'm like, of course she's embroidering the cover. That's awesome. <laughs> I couldn't again, imagine it the other way. It's beautiful. Well, again, I, when I tried to think it about it, I was overthinking it. Um, you know, I thought I'm going to have to do this and then I'm going to have to like send it to an art, you know, a graphic artist and blah, blah, blah. And, and again, it was another one of those things that just came to me in the middle of the night no, you don't have to do that. You can just make it yourself. Exactly. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> well, exactly. I have, um, yes, I, I, I th- same thing for me, but I'll talk about that in a second. Right. Yes, okay. So I'm really thing. done. I'm done. So, I, I mean, like I but said, tell it's people how they can everything. buy it. Tell them how they can right. buy it. Right. So you yeah. go to theunruffle.com. Um, if you go to my marketplace, there's, uh, some subsections. Uh, there's one subsection called books and offerings and other offerings or something like that. Excuse me. And, um, just click there and there it is. And you can pre buy it now, or you can wait until January 22nd. I, I mean, if you buy it now, you just get the whole month of January. And then on the 22nd, I'll send you the, the book in its entirety. but, um, but yeah, that's it. And you know, everything else is just going to have to wait until this is fully formed. Um, but don't think that I'm not, you know, taking notes because my God, uh, you know, those things just flitter away if you don't write them down. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's just the, um, that's just what's so cool about what you've just shared. I think, and I think, it would, I hope other people find that inspiring is that you don't have to wait until it's perfect, right? And no. not saying that your book's not perfect, but I mean, what we think sometimes is not what we end up, is not what it's supposed to be. 
Right. You know, and, um, and same with like just the evolution of anything that we're doing with our art, like where we start out is usually not where we end up and it's the journey and the process. And that's what I love so much. Process is so key to me. I love hearing about how people figure it out, how they get there. What's the in-between, what's the mess, um, you know, and then it sometimes doesn't look anything like you, you thought it would or, or it's a better version of it. Right. Right. So true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I'm so very true. proud of you. It's really Thank cool. you. And I'm very proud of you. You yeah. talk about your creativity because yeah. it's been pretty explosive as well. Yeah. I think my creativity, just this end of the year was ending all of my, um, I like self-imposed projects and I like, um, outer accountability. I think, I think Gretchen Rubin of the happier podcast called it, um, that I'm an upholder. Right. So if I put something out in the world, say, I'm going to do it. If I say it just to myself, I tend not to follow through just for myself, even though I know I should. Um, and that it's the only person that's serving is really me. So I should, but there's something about the outer accountability. So, um, I just wrapped up the 52 week ray of light series. And, um, there's 53 women in that series. I'm calling it a 52 week series because one week was, um, when I showcased and featured my friend Casey when she passed away and I never made artwork for her. I'm not ready to do that yet. Um, so there's 53 entries, but there's 52 interviews and women featured that are in recovery. And Casey was not in recovery from alcohol, but I thought she was in recovery from cancer. So there's 53 profiles there. And it just was such a gift this year for me to teach me how to um, show up every week, get something done, keep my word. These are all things that I practice in sobriety, right? And in recovery, like keeping my word to myself, following through, um, doing what I say I'm going to do. And so... Every week it was a struggle. I, well, not every week. Many weeks it was a struggle to, you know, you have to reach out to the women. You have to get photos that would work. I have to figure out, you know, my medium. And things weren't working in the beginning when I started this project with my glues and adhesives. And it was frustrating. Um, I have to format the interviews. I have to lightly edit the interviews. I have to add links all throughout the interviews. And then I have to make the artwork. And I have to do that every week. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot. It was a lot, and it was, but it was good. It was good because near the end, it becomes easier, right? Because you got right. it down, you figured it out. You know that oh, this is the type of image I need. Even though I told people like I need negative space around you so I can make these rays, and the pictures I would get sometimes, you know, I would have a little bit of negative. They didn't know what I'm going to create or where the rays are going to come from, so they don't, you know, just the back and forth. But towards the end, I could be really succinct about that. Like this kind of image is going to work best. I figured it out. Um, one of our friends, Denise, um, from new Orleans, she helped me out. She's a graphic designer and she helped me out with the adhesives cause I was really struggling and I'd shared that on social media and she sent me a message and solved my problem. And so for the last five months of the year, it was like piece of cake, um, to get those images to lie flat and, and to not bubble up. And I'm so grateful to her. So I did learn some technical things along the way that was really helpful and I just felt really proud. I worked a lot over the holiday when we were on our break um, and on vacation even to get those last two interviews of the year up. <clears throat> and um, I'm just really proud. So now I want to try to um, 
pitch myself as a podcast guest and or have someone, you know, on their blog, I could be a guest blogger and talk about this body of work. And so if you're listening and you want that, um, I would love to talk about how the series came about and how helpful I think it was. Um, the feedback I got from people was amazing. Mm-hmm. And um, just that everyone recovers differently, right? Yeah. And these women recovering out loud helped so many women um, mm-hmm. who, who read their interviews to know that you don't have to do it just one way. You know, you don't have to call yourself an alcoholic. You don't have to, um, or you can. Like, it, it was just so open. My criteria for who was in it was just that they wanted to recover out loud, that they were okay right. with me sharing their story. That was really mm-hmm. the only criteria. You could have recovered in a, in a million different ways. So mm-hmm. really proud of that. And Yeah, they, you should be. Yeah, I feel, um, I feel happy that it's over and a little sad that it's over. So. But I like how you are willing to reflect on it. I mean, it just, it, it's, then you, then you can look at it as a, oh, you can take the mountaintop view, I guess is what I'm trying to say. You can zoom out yeah. and look at the work as a whole. Yeah, um, that's what I need to do. I haven't written about it yet, but I'm going to do a kind of a, um, a reflection post on the year. And I'm taking the month of January off from those types of things. <laughs> I mean, I'll get them ready, but February, um, I have a new project for the year that I, um, I'm mulling over in my head that I'm thinking about. But before I commit to that, I want to take this month to just think. I like that. I can't wait yeah. to hear what it's going to be. Yeah. And the ebook is just, I wanted to quickly just, um, share that. That came about when I went to, um, I went to get a tarot card reading with Natalie in November and I had already been mulling about, about doing a, uh, an e-course, like teaching people how to do my gratitude practice, how I do it again, overthinking it, making it more complicated. Um, had to research how to do e-courses technology. I don't, I don't, that's not my area. Technology is not where I thrive. (laughs) Um, it all seemed a little overwhelming. And so after I went to get this tarot reading, um, Steve was gone for the weekend. And so was, I think Grady was, I don't know where he was, but I sat down and wrote for six hours straight and mapped it all out, wrote the chapters, wrote the idea, concept, images that I wanted. I mean, six hours went by. It was like almost midnight. I hadn't eaten dinner and it just flowed out of me. Mm. And, um, that was the framework for it. And then over the next month of December, I I wanted to release it on December 1st after I did my November 30-day gratitude tribe that people participated in and did their gratitude list and shared them on Instagram with the hashtag Tammy's Gratitude Tribe. And um, Tiffany Hahn had recommended, like, you got to ride that momentum. Everybody's done the month of November. Like, December 1st would be the time to release it. And I was like, you know what? You're right. Seize the moment. Like, that's the time to do it. No. It was not for me to do it. In theory, it was perfect Sometimes those things it. sound really good. Yes, awesome. I'm all in. And then, uh, but the what she, reality. Teaches, what she yeah. teaches with her creative coaching too is to like allow yourself some grace, right? Like to, to, I was just cry uncle, you know? And yeah. that's kind of what I did. I was like, nope, this cannot happen by December 1st. There's no way I can do an e course by December 1st. So as the month of December went on, I realized, I have an ebook that I ordered from an artist a couple years ago from um, England, and I refer to it often. 
and it was like 20 pages. And I just looked at it and I was like, why don't I make an ebook? I mean, I ordered this PDF from this gal. It really helped me. I can do that. And when I looked at it like that, that it was just a document or a really long blog post, it felt doable. It felt mm-hmm. totally doable. So long story short, the book was basically done. I needed some technical help from my husband, which he helped me while we were on vacation and without him and without asking for help, which is another thing that I have to do in sobriety, right? When I can't figure things out for myself, I have to reach out, which is really, really hard for me. And he was just so happy to help me. Didn't complain, didn't anything, just, you know, just help me. Now there's a couple of things I wanted my way, but I was so exhausted. I got to tell you, Sandra, that I didn't have the it in, in me to be like, you didn't have the fight. No, you didn't have the I was fight just like, just, it's <laughs> what, uh, good is done is better than perfect. Done is better. Yeah. <laughs> done is better than good even, but yeah, done is definitely better than perfect. <laughs> so it's out there. And I have to tell you, it just, the, the women on my mailing list, I let know about it first the a day before. And, um, if you want to sign up on my, for my newsletter, that's on my website. Um, and I do share some personal kind of fun things beforehand and things I don't share everywhere else. Um, but it was just like birthing something beautiful on new year's day. And it was really nice to have that like checked off my list. I said I was going to do it. You know me, I was texting you saying, I don't think I can do it. I don't think it's going to (laughs) happen. I think I'm on vacation. I don't want to ruin my vacation day. I don't want to. And then I did it. Yeah. But not without help. I did it with my husband and that was, uh, that was another learning. So that was helpful. So it's out there. It's on my website. It's $11. And I want to thank all the nice ladies that, I mean, quickly bought it. It was just so amazing to see all these names filter through my email box. I was like, Oh my gosh, they're so nice to spend their money and to want to, to want to support me as an artist. I really appreciate it. Same. Same. And I think it goes without saying, you know, when you guys buy these little things from us, you're helping us make this podcast even. So yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So that's a lot of self-promotion. I know. (laughs) It's exhausting. It's uncomfortable. I know. Totally. (laughs) One thing I do want to say though, and maybe you want to say this, you can add to it, but so Sandra, you created the unruffled, you created your website, you created that whole thing and we riffed on it for the unruffled podcast. Yes. which is separate, right? But your whole brand is the unruffled. I just get to tag along on the podcast. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Right? I know. And I guess I don't think about that a whole lot, but you're right. Um, I but mean, it's all your creation, you know, yeah. I just, I was just like, yeah, it's not broken. I love what you've done. And can I, can I play along? <laughs> so I appreciate that you let me, you know, that we use the name for the podcast and let it all bloom into this. It's just been awesome. An awesome evolution of everything. Yeah. And you know, someday we'll probably have do things, more things together, like Mm -hmm. write a book. I'm just going to put that out into Mm -hmm. the universe. Probably write a book and have some workshops and lots of other things together. Let's manifest that right Mm -hmm. now. Yep. (laughs) Well, just this it. is getting long okay. um, and we still have our three things. So let's like, maybe we can just quickly go through those, but um, this was good. I'm glad to check in with you too. Cause I, as much as we, you know, work together and 
do this podcast, we didn't have a whole lot of chit chat during the month of December. We were busy. Yeah. <laughs> we were kind of we doing did. our own things, doing our own creative things, kind of buckling down and doing that. So I'm happy to hear about like what you shared about how it all came to be. Yeah. I was really, um, happy to hear about your stuff too. We needed to catch up. We needed yeah. to catch up. This is a good with catch each other, up. With our people. <laughs> um, okay. So three things quickly, I guess. Um, I'll start. My first one is I did a, um, so if you are in the tarot world, if you pull cards, if you have a tarot stack, there are some tarot card companies that, um, ask their people to do a year ahead spread. I think it's, you can either have it done, you can do it yourself. It's really cool. I did it last year. There's, there's no right way or wrong way to do it, I don't think. Um, but you basically pull a card for each month and then you pull a card that is the theme of your year. And, um, so I, I mentioned that I did it for 2017 and it was remarkably spot on. Hmm. I mean, really. And I, you know, I took a picture of it. I document, I wrote all the meanings down so that I could just refer back to it as the year went on. But I'm not kidding you. It was, it was so spot on. <laughs> it was, that. it's uncanny. Yeah. Yeah. And so I did that again for this year and I'm, I'm, I love the practice. It's just, um, it's more fun for me. I don't, I don't, you know, I'm not going to rest my entire um, year on it or anything, but it's cool that it's there kind of in the background and, and it's just fun to look at. Yeah. So yeah, so my tarot cards are the Wild Unknown. Um, I know a lot of our friends use them. They're just so beautiful. I love them. Yeah, I love the artwork. Well, yeah. you inspired me to do that this year. Um, and my friend Hillary, our friend Hillary. Hillary did one for me last year reading, um, or did the, tw did the year spread. And I was traveling, so she was so sweet. She, d she did mine for me. She texted me what everything meant. I read it while I was on the road. And I was going to see my friend Casey. It was on New Year's Day. And I don't remember what last year's was. And I don't remember oh, it, anything. Oh, it went away. Yeah. 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 It would be uh, cool if, it, if you found it or if it resurfaced or something to see if it. Yeah. yeah. So this year, like when I saw you posting yours and a few other ladies posting theirs, I'm like, oh, I'm going to do that when I get home. That looks like fun. So I did it, it too. And that was great. I loved it. And those yeah. cards are beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, so the, so the, the item in my unruffled toolbox that has, um, I mean, I kind of share like what's helping me like right now and right now it's, um, 12 step meetings that's in my toolbox. Um, I went to a 12 step meeting on my vacation. I went and met a friend of ours. I met a person that from Instagram, um, that had five days of sobriety and she met me at a meeting down in, um, uh, what is it? Oceanside area. And she took an Uber and she met me and she was so brave. She was so awesome. And so that's been helping me meetings and sponsorship and service and all of that right now is keeping me on track. So that's in my toolbox and that's Good. all I have to say about that. <laughs> Good one. Uh, okay. So my number two is I have had lots of library and bookstore time lately. I'm compiling a stack for 2018. And that's not to say that the stack from 2015, 2016 and 2017 are not still stacked. <laughs> I don't want everybody to think that I am the most prolific reader, right? but I always like to go in 
to the new year thinking that I'm going to read all the freaking books. And so, um, anyway, I'm, I had a, I got a, I got a book, I got a a gift card for one of our local bookstores, actually for the local bookstore. It's like the best one here, um, in Austin called book people. And, uh, I got a gift card there. So that was fun. Spent like a good hour there. Plus we have a new library in Austin and it's just so incredibly, when you come, we're going to go to this car new freaking library. It's so beautiful. And, um, it's downtown. I mean, it's gorgeous. It's like, it's like a place that you just really could hang out and every day. It's so beautiful. I can't, and it's a library. So I don't know. Those people that tried to say for a second that libraries were dead, they are so wrong. And if they really are still convinced they need to come to Austin and come see our new central library, it's so beautiful. But so anyway, all the books, lots of books, lots of bookstore time. Yeah, I need I need books. I need to uh, I need to read some books. I've have not that has not been on the top of my list. Did I ever send you a library junkie tote bag that I made? Yes, I okay. love. I mean, it's sitting by. I have this spot that my husband calls my hovel, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like mm-hmm. my chair. I take lots of Instagram pictures and do stories from this chair. So I'm sure you've seen it. Mm -hmm. It's draped in like all these little sweet, little colorful Afghans that my granny made Mm -hmm. like the last 10 years of her life. And, um, but yeah, it's your book bag is full of stuff right by my chair. It's such a good bag. (laughs) It's such a good bag to take to the library. It's a great hold a lot. So yeah, that was one of the first things I made. Love that bag. Um, when I wanted to start this creative life in in my late in my late in my mid forties, um, anyhow, yes, library. Okay, I want to go there. And the pictures of the is it like an outside deck, like an arbor? There is an outside, yeah, like on the very top floor, and it overlooks the city. I'm not kidding you. Let's it's so beautiful. From there, let's okay. Just ask them if we can podcast from their deck. I think I don't know if we have to ask. I think oh. it's it's the public library. You can do whatever you want there, except um, I don't know, drink beverages in the library they won't let you do that let's but besides that let's have a meetup yeah. at the library okay I, we can talk about this great later. idea <laughs> i'm jotting this down because i will forget okay um my second thing on my toolbox is um the apartment therapy january cure that i do it is not for everyone but for people who like to get their house in order and tidy some things after the holidays, I find it really super easy and helpful. You can make it hard because I like to make things hard too, but you can make it super simple and um, you can sign up on their website. Uh, it's not too late and you can join in at any time. Um, it's helpful if you start near the beginning of the month, but you don't have to. And uh, I've written blog posts about it. You can search Tammy Solace January Cure. You'll see old blog posts. And I sh- I'm sharing about it in our secret Facebook group. And I hope that doesn't bug everybody, but it's uh, only for the month. Um, and it helps you just kind of get things tidy and back in shape. And um, that's, I dig that kind of thing. So that's my second thing. That's cool. I will watch you do it. I do <laughs> that's that. That's fine. I do that in my head. Okay. Not in my house. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. Like I said, it's not for everyone. So that's okay too. Um, okay. So my number three is just so general, but I just, and I've already talked about it. I just love the 
dreaming big for the new year. It's always just so fun to make all the lists and, and dream the big freaking dreams, the ones that seem like that there's just so far out of reach. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that's my favorite thing to do and to actually set goals and, and make plans like they're already happening. Yeah. It's my, my favorite thing to do. And I'm feeling so much energy around that this year more than I ever have. So what, I'm very excited. Can you real quick recap, um, not recap the whole thing, but last year around this time you did a name it journal now. Yeah. I did, did the name, name it journal. Did a lot of those come true? So much of it did. Ah. You're crazy. Yeah. So this stuff actually works. Mm-hmm. It really does. And I mean, I'm not going to call it the law of attraction, whatever. I don't even know if I can define the law of attraction for you, but I'm telling you naming things, mm-hmm. writing them down, and then actually seeing yourself meeting those goals, having those things like you already have it. Yeah. It really, really does, um, get you there. I think it just raises your whole vibration. Yeah. Well, you, yeah, you had a specific journal called the name it journal just for people who don't know what it was. Right. Mm-hmm. And you were just putting things in there that you were naming that you wanted. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, they, yeah. I love yeah. they were material things. They were states of mind. Um, mm. I, all, you know, some, some were big, some were small, but a mo- a most of those things I have. I love so, it. Yeah. I love it. Um, so the last thing is something that's not happened yet, but I'm hoping to make happen, um, this weekend. I started a sober book club <clears throat> with Natalie and a few other local gals and, um, it just started not feeling right. It felt like it was another assignment or another thing to do. And it just felt maybe because of the holidays, it felt overwhelming, but I'm going to pitch this idea. And if anybody wants to use it, you, that's why I'm mentioning it here in my toolbox. Cause it's, 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 you can do it by yourself too. <laughs> um, and it's going to, I'm just going to call it just a, the toolbox and tea club. And it was basically, instead of meeting to talk about a book, I wanted to meet with sober ladies and talk about, the tools that they're using that month that are helping their sobriety. And it's kind of what we do in this section of the show where we're sharing these three things. And I just love the concept so much. I learned so much from other women that are in recovery and it could be a magazine article. It could be an essential oil that's knocking your socks off. It could be um, a book that you are reading. Um, but the women in my book club were all at different phases of our recovery, three of them fairly new. And then me and Nat have, um, you know, two, three years of sobriety, not a ton, but just, we're just at a different stage. And so the books, um, you know, we have so many books to read already that it felt like, um, the sober book club wasn't just gelling. So I'm going to propose this weekend and see what they think because I'm not the boss. Um, but I thought that the idea could help other people that maybe, you know, just your toolbox and having a cup of tea and kind of connecting with another woman would be a great, um, would be a great tool. I love it. Yeah. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. So that's it. All right. I think we did. (laughs) That felt good. I hope everybody's ready to go for this one. (laughs) Nice long (laughs) podcast for you. So... 
Yeah. I, I mean, I guess we could, I feel like I could talk to you forever, but, um, we're not, we're not going to do that right now. We're going to, we're going to wrap it up. So, oh, I wanted to say a special thank you as we end the show to Amy Lanier, who did our new, um, artwork arrangement, um, that with our graphics and Sandra, your beautiful photos that you're using and that you're putting all the artwork together for the show. It just looks so pretty. I love it so much. So thank you, Amy. Yes. Thanks, Amy. It looks, it looks beautiful. You did just what we wanted. It's love it. It looks good. Um, okay. So until next week, I guess. Yeah. Until next week. Bye guys. Bye. The Unruffled Podcast was created and produced by Sandra Primo and Tammy Salas. Our show is edited and mixed by Steve Hecht. Original music composed and performed by NMMD. Original artwork created by Tammy with the help of graphic designer Chris Aguirre. Thanks for listening.